Hey, it's your girl, Ashley Gray, coming to you with another episode of Girl Code 101. And happy Women in History Month. Stay tuned. Hey, it's your girl, Ashley Gray, creator and host of the Girl Code 101 podcast. And I'm here to tell you that you can listen to Girl Code 101 all the time and not just on Sundays when a new episode is released. Go to www.girlcode101. All of the episodes are there from the very first one up into the most recent one. There are also opportunities to advertise with me as well as be a guest on my show. Yes, I'm doing that. Go to www.girlcode101.com as well as following this podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, The Works, all under girlcode101.com. So that way you can stay connected. Again, www.girlcode101.com. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Girl Code 101. If this is your first time listening, welcome. You've picked an awesome time to tune into the Girl Code 101 podcast. And if you are a returning listener, I will forever, always appreciate the love. We are in Women History Month. And this is so amazing to me because I did not know that this was an actual holiday until I was I started working at Girls Inc. And then that's when I learned, oh my gosh, this is like an official, actual um, holiday. It's it's the whole month. And I'm just like, wow, to have an entire month where women um, are celebrated for the stepping stones that they've um, that they've made, the milestones, um, how they've set the standard for awesomeness and greatness. It's just so awesome to know. Now, of course, you know, women, we do amazing things all through the year, of course, but to know like there's that designated month where it's like, yeah, this is for the women making history. That is so awesome. So it originally started off as um, Women History Week. Okay, so that started in like 1980 um, and President Jimmy Carter was actually the one who um, implemented it to start off as a week. Um, And it wasn't until seven years later when Congress made it an entire month. So that to me, I feel like is so awesome because I mean, when you think about so many different, amazing, powerful women, just if you listen to some of their stories um, from how they started and it's just kind of like where they are now, it's like, wow, like it, it doesn't matter if you had like a really bad beginning, but it's about where you are now. It's not how you start, but it's how you finish. And I think that that's just such a powerful thing. So for this month, I I had the idea that I want to do some interviews with some awesome, amazing women and hear their story because the theme this year is actually celebrating women who tell our story. And a person's story is so powerful. And I think it's even more important because it gives you a sense of who they are. Um, there are people that I've caught, like I didn't grow up with, or I didn't know from the very beginning of their lives. But then when they tell their stories to me now, and I'm just like, wow, you know, like how, 
you know what I'm saying? It's just how the different circumstances and how, you know, nobody's life is perfect. Nobody has a perfect life. So many different things, you know what I'm saying? They transpire and it's just like, okay, well, this is not a good situation. This is not a good place. You know what I'm saying? It's not something that, you know, happens for a little bit. For some people, it's years. It's their whole childhood. It's their, um most of their 20s it's you know saying it's up until they sometimes for some people it's not you know officially like they're not officially past that until like 30 or 40 or even later than that but the idea is to know that there is something on the other side and I, I keep saying that it's not how you start but it's how you finish and it's a thing of like what will you allow yourself to be held down by because sometimes we can be our worst critics we can be so hard on ourselves and we can just kind of be like well um maybe this isn't for me or or maybe this or maybe that and so we end up putting our own self in this box of limitations instead of allowing ourselves to not be so held down by that so um for these next Sundays of this month I'm going to have some awesome women come and they're going to tell their story and I'm and you're going to get to hear I'm going to get to interview them and you're going to get to hear how some of these women how their lives started and where they are now and the awesome things that they are doing in their communities in the world um, and just beyond so I figure before I interview somebody else and get their story, I feel like it would have been, it's a, it was a great thing to talk about my story. Um, because first of all, I'm the host (laughs) and of course, like, you know, I think I thought it would be a great opportunity to, you know, share just, you know, my story and just kind of where things are or whatever. And then just where, um, where I am now, you know, I haven't fully reached the, full destination of what I'm supposed to do or where I'm supposed to go but I feel like I'm on a very good um very good direction so the six questions that I'm going to be asking I'm going to actually answer today so the six questions are how are you for real because a lot of times, you know, if somebody say, well, how are you? You say, oh, I'm good. But there could be so many different things going on. But like, so I always ask, like, how are you for real? Okay. The second question I'm going to ask uh, my guests and I'm going to answer as well is, you know, what, what's your current job or your career? What, you know, your job title, what are things that you're doing? Um, and number three is a really big one. I, I'm going to share, I want them to share their story and I'm going to share my story as well. Um, and then the fourth question is, how did your story shape you? Like, how do you feel like that, you know, created the person you are now? Um, And then the next thing is number five is what's next? Like what's next in your journey? You know what I'm saying? So you have a story. The story has shaped you into the person you are. What's next for you? And then number six is how can you be supported? And this is going to be a a perfect opportunity for my guests to be able to share um, the connections that they have or resources or different things that they are um, creating or that they're working on to be able to share it on this podcast so it can get the traction that it needs. So these are these are just things that I'm going to be answering as well as allowing my guests to answer. So the first one is, how am I for real? So first of all, for real, I am in a place where it's, I feel like the, the ocean is kind of settling or the waves are kind of settling, you know what I'm saying? Um, 
for those who don't know, I lost my mom a couple of months ago, actually eight months ago. And so it is just kind of feel, it's just kind of felt like I, when the, like when the waves comes, of course, you know, they crash on you, it's kind of feeling like that. And then just kind of never been able to like catch my breath. And, um, so it just also just kind of felt like, you know, where it said like you're, the water's like right above your nose, like you're not drowning, but the water is like right there. Um, and then I've, I was in a place where it was like, I am underwater. I am drowning, but I'm so grateful for right now. I feel like I'm in a place where the, the waves have settled and it's calm. So I'm grateful for that. Um, for those who don't know, I am the team coordinator at the Girls Inc. of Bay County. Um, I actually was a Girls Inc. girl there. Um, the first summer I started, um, I was going into the third grade. And I remember riding in the car with my parents before the summer program started. And I remember my dad asking me, hey, you want to go there? And he pointed to the Girls Inc. building. I was like, yeah. So um, going into third grade, I was a Girls Inc. girl. And um, I've been holding down a position of team coordinator going on, I want to say like maybe almost eight or nine years. I used to work with the younger girls and then I turned around and got offered the position to work with the teenagers, which I was so scared of. <laughs> I was so scared. But it ended up being so awesome because the connections that um, I build with the teens and the the openness and the freeness that they feel to be able to open up to me is something that I don't take for granted at all. So I'm very grateful for that position. Um, so pretty much my story. Um, growing up, I had two parents where I was the center of their lives. Um, especially with my dad. Like if you saw my dad, you saw me, If you saw me, you saw my dad. You know, I remember days at the park and hours, you know, hours at the park and hanging out. Um, and we, you know, just with my mom and just, you know, me being such an important thing to her. She just loved me so much. My parents, they just love me so much. Um, I always tell people when they ask, cause a lot of times people say, well, you know, did you grow up with like a lot of money and, you know, different stuff like that. I did not grow up with a lot of money. Um, my parents did not have a lot. Sometimes they did not have what they needed for themselves or me but my parents took care of me so well I never noticed you know what I'm saying I feel like there was even sometimes especially like now when I know like the depths of what it means to be like to go without or to be poor like um if we were fully poor I did not know it because when I say my parents they came through every time you know what I'm saying and they uh, they took care of, they took care of what they needed to. And I think that I, that was very, uh, a, a moment where I was very grateful for that. And they, you know saying? They loved me and they supported me. Um, I lost my dad when I was 10. That was the first time I had ever experienced death in any type of instance like that. My mom and I actually found him. Um, he had died of a heart attack. And so that was very, um, difficult for me that was definitely a unexpected blow um, I feel I felt like in that moment the roles that me and my mom had me as the daughter and her as the mother I feel like they kind of switched um, because my mom you know she started to decline 
after my dad passed and you know what I'm saying I had to you know kind of you know kind of pick up some pieces sometimes um in the house uh with her and um so sometimes it was difficult um but nevertheless you know it was something I got through um it wasn't always the best days but like I said it was definitely something that we both walked through together um which was super important and um so my mom she had started to get sick and when she got sick um you know I had I'm so grateful for all my aunts and my uncles and everybody that you know stepped in and you know uh kind of rallied around the both of us and helped and you know did everything that they could you know but it it was a lot sometimes um there was more times I felt like I had to kind of focus on other things and there wasn't a lot of time where I could focus on me um as a teenager um, I struggled a lot with my confidence, struggled a lot with feeling like I was enough. And um, it's so funny because I have shared this with people that I really, really trust before. And they're just like, there is no way that you felt like that. And I'm like, oh, there was for years. Um, my hair had uh, kind of fell out. So there were like different parts of my hair that had different lengths and was kind of thin a little bit and then um I ended up having you know buck teeth in the front like the two front teeth like the left tooth kind of turned away from the right tooth um and so of course I was the butt of all the jokes anytime you know anybody seen my teeth um some of the jokes used to be like that's why your teeth look like they don't want to talk to each other (laughs) oh god (laughs) and um I had a little gap so you know another joke was that's why it looks like the twin towers can fit between your teeth like I laugh now but y'all this was traumatizing as a kid um and so you know already feeling like you know not having confidence in myself and not feeling like enough and then you know have people on the outside um you know saying stuff kids you know just saying mean things um sometimes it would take a toll it would be a lot um, to it would be a lot to handle and a lot to deal with. But see, the thing was, I had learned how to just kind of stuff everything in the back of my brain, in the back of my mind, because um, my mom was sick, and I was trying to do the best that I could for my mom. Um, so there were times where, yeah, I may have felt like this or whatever, but I didn't have time to feel. I didn't have time to deal with that. You know what I'm saying? Because I had to make sure, like, you know, my mom was good. Um, There were so many times where, and this is why I say like, I felt like the roles switched. There were so many times that um, I would have to kind of step in because my mom mentally and emotionally could not. Um, I remember she, she definitely had a hard time with hearing and we would sleep in the living room and with the, you know, the door, the, the door was locked or whatever, but we would sleep in the living room because she couldn't hear if anybody came to the door tried to break in so that's we would sleep out there and there would be some times where I didn't get sleep because I had to be the listener you know to listen to see if anything was to happen so you know there were different times like that um and you know my my whole thing is just kind of like those instances where I had to learn things early it it brought me to a place as an adult where I was like super independent And it was difficult for me to ask for things that I needed. 
And it's it was so important that I I should have, you know, asked for the things that I needed. But it, you know, what I'm saying I just was I was just learning how to you know do things on my own. You know, what I'm saying um, I remember when it came to like washing my clothes, like. I learned I just learned how to wash my own clothes I learned how to use the washing machine and dryer like I remember when I was really younger you know learning how to use the vacuum cleaner just you know all, just all of these different things I like wanting to like wanting to be able to take care of things by myself um and sometimes being that being what I what my mom needed for me you know what I'm saying being that for her as well so sometimes it, it was very difficult so that's why I keep saying like I, I felt like I didn't have time to worry about you know confidence or feeling like enough or feeling beautiful anything like that I feel like I didn't have to I didn't have time for that um I think by like the sixth or seventh grade um Queen Latifah I like I know some of my family members and friends that know I used to be obsessed with Queen Latifah in middle school they are laughing right now but how she like her early rapping days like how she was like talking about like confidence and you know uh loving yourself and you know different stuff like that not letting anybody you know take advantage of you like that was something that really poured into me you know and it and it helped me so much just you know the lyrics and just how strong she was I was just like yeah so I you know I clinged to that you know what I'm saying? I still battle with, you know, the confidence and stuff, but I cling to, you know, the her lyrics sometimes and how she, you know, how she was had confidence in herself and she wasn't like the typical uh standard of what beautiful was supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? You know, during that time when I was growing up, it was like pretty much like being skinny, uh, being light skinned or white or, and having like straight hair. Like that was the ideal look. And it was like anything that kind of deviated away from that was just kind of like it would kind of stick out like a sore thumb. So she wasn't like your typical, your quote unquote, typical standard of beauty, but she was beautiful. And that made me feel that made me feel away because it was just like, OK, yeah, um, I may, you know, have acne, teenage acne, you know, <laughs> my teeth may not be completely straight or whatever. I mean, my body may not look like everybody else's body that's supposed to be the standard of beauty, but something about me is beautiful you know what I'm saying and I and I, I I clung to it even if I didn't fully accept it I clung to it it was something I something I could hold on to you know what I'm saying um so over time as an adult of course like there are so many different things that transpired that um, as far as like my looks and my body and, you know, different stuff like that. I, my thing was always my biggest insecurity from like fifth grade. I want to say from fifth grade through maybe eighth or ninth was my breast developed very, very early. And so that was such an insecure. And if you are a girl who's breast developed early you know the feeling you know what i'm saying i would wear jackets it didn't matter if it was 80 degrees or eight degrees i was wearing a jacket covering up just it was definitely a, another you know insecurity of mine and so when i think it was like the ninth or tenth grade where i felt like so i don't i can't tell you what it was i don't know how to explain it but something just hit for me something just snapped and it was like one day I was just in the mirror 
And I was like, Ashley, you're cute. <laughs> I was just like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, you know, Ashley, you you know, you're pretty cool. You're cute. And it was it was so funny because like other people, and this took so long, other people could see that I was beautiful or that I was enough or that, you know, all of these different things about me. They could see it, but I couldn't see it. It was something that I had not come to terms with. And so that was very difficult. Like imagine everybody in the room knowing that you're amazing, but amazing, but you don't know. Crazy. But that's my story. And I feel like my story has shaped me in a way where I'm able to tell those same experiences that I have to my teens at Girls Inc. I cannot count on both hands how many times a teen will talk to me about feeling insecure about her body or about um, how she looks or how she doesn't look like the other girls and you know so many different things like that and just from my experience you know what I'm saying being able to share with her like listen you know what I'm saying I experienced the same thing da 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 blah 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 and they're just like whoa I would have never guessed that. I had one team tell me we were talking about it. Uh, when they have snack, they could they they could eat at their own table, but they come and sit at my desk and eat snack, take up my space. But I I love them and I love it. Um, one of the girls was talking, and I was telling, I was like something she was saying. I was like, wow. I was like, yeah, I dealt with that same thing in middle school. And she was like, you, Miss Ashley, I would have never thought that because you seemed like you were the popular ones. Which blew my mind because popular, I never was. <laughs> I never, well, I never felt like I was, you know? So to hear that, it was like, wow. You know, my story shaped me because I am able to see my value in my work. You know what I'm saying? Not just for me looking in the mirror and saying, oh, I'm pretty today or whatever. But it's also knowing that I'm worthy of love and that I'm enough just the way I am. You know what I'm saying? With Without any extra effects or anything like that, I am enough right in my, in my purest form. I am enough. In my purest form, I am loved. In my purest form, that I am beautiful. And that was something that when I grabbed a hold to it, I held on for dear life. And so now when my teens talk to me about their insecurities or not feeling beautiful or not feeling enough, like I can pour into them from the perspective of someone who felt the exact same way when I was their age and in their grade or in, and in their predicament. And it's like, here's the thing. Um, I'm not a fan of people saying, oh, these kids don't have anything to worry about. They don't have a reason to feel depressed or sad, blah, blah, blah. I'm really not a fan of that because like the things that these kids go through now cannot even compare to what we went through. When I say we like the generations before them went through, there are so many things that these kids, they battle um, there, there's always something, a new trend coming out, a new beauty thing coming out. And you know what I'm saying? A new type coming out. And these kids are feeling, having to feel like, oh, wow, I have to, I have to match up to that standard, but it's an unrealistic standard because the person that's 
quote unquote holding the standard isn't even real (laughs) so these kids they go through a lot they go through so much and I feel like um even just you know when it came to like being there for my mom and in a sense almost like you know basically being her caregiver it taught me patience and it taught me understanding and it and it taught me compassion and if you know me you know I'm a very very compassionate person and I feel like um if it had not been for having those experiences I can't tell you if I had if I would have fully been the person um the person that I am so yeah um my story had things in it that was not perfect it was not ideal sometimes but where I am now I'm grateful for the place that I'm in right now so when I come back I'm gonna discuss what's next for me and how you can support it so stay with me I'll be right back Hey everybody, welcome back. So previously I shared my story for Women History Month and the theme for Women History Month this year is celebrating women who tell our story. So again, I told my story of how I struggled with confidence and feeling like enough and feeling loved and how that story, how my story has shaped me into the person I am now where I understand um, the different ways how a person can feel and it and it's given me compassion and understanding and patience when it comes to working with the teenagers that I the teen girls that I work with so um, the last two questions for the interview is what's next and how can you support so what's next for me personally is I am on a healing journey. I've been experienced, I've experienced grief and loss after losing my mom. And so for me, I think the main goal for me is to get in a position where I can heal, where I can, um, you know, move to the next thing in my life. Um, and I'm not even sure what that next thing is, but I do like that. I feel like that's the long term. I know right now what's pressing right now is for me to be able to heal um, from losing my mom and you know I talked a little bit about my mom in my story um, and how you know I pretty much how I I felt like our roles pretty much changed um, after my dad passed away because you know my mom she had just kind of gotten to a real bad place of like depression and you know then started to struggle with her physical health and you know I'm saying we lived in the same house so I you know kind of had to pick up pieces you know here and there and um and how it just kind of taught me like this sense of independence um which you know of course independence is good but you know just I wish I would have gained independence in a different way sometimes because um there were there were a lot of days where I just I felt like I just needed my mom you know but she was going through so much and she couldn't like emotionally and mentally like be my mom um but I never loved her any less you know she loved me where she could love me in the place that she was and uh that was something that I also had to learn and when I learned it it made me love her more so that's what's next for me is to heal to continue to heal on my journey um and from there 
Um, I'm open to the awesome possibilities. Of course, I have like a plan of things that I want or, you know, different things like that. But at the same time, I'm going to make sure that I'm open to the possibilities. Is anything towards something good and something, you know, great and something that's going to be powerful and life changing? I am all for that. Life changing in a good way. I am all for that. Um, And how you can support you can always support um, by tuning in to the Girl Code 101 podcast. Each week when they come out, you can go to www.girlcode101.com and um, you can share these episodes um, with anybody who may need them. Even go back, you know, years and years and, you know, maybe something uh, episode that's already out. Maybe it's something that you need. I don't know, whatever the case may be. But um, yeah, like go and support that way. You can always um, help support me um, by, you know, getting out in your community. I know like I'm, I'm just one person, but because that's something that I'm, I, I believe in so much, like getting out in your community, um, making youth and young people a priority, you know what I'm saying? Always, um, I, like I said, I work with Girls Inc., you know what I'm saying? Even if you're wanting to, you know, kind of look into Girls Inc. and what the mission is about and how it's like helping girls um, become strong, smart, and bold and, and, and teaching them, you know, how we, um, how the, you know, how to go out in the world and, and execute a plan to be successful. Like those are things that you can honestly do to, um, you know what I'm saying, to support me. And, you know, it's just as far as, you know, healing, just, you know, prayers and, you know what I'm saying, are always appreciated um, because this is a marathon. It is not a sprint. So tune in next week as I get to interview another amazing awesome woman who is doing amazing things in in her community and in the world and is striving to make a change one person at a time so make sure that you tune in next week because it's going to be a good one have a great week bye